What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the December 5th edition of the NBA Lineup Generator video. I'm your host, Adam Scherer. You can follow me on Twitter at ShipMyMoneyDFS. And once again, we have a two-game NBA slate tonight, part of the in-season tournament. We had a couple of exciting games last night, particularly the Boston and Indiana game. It was a lot of fun. It's unfortunate that we only get two-game slates, but other than that, it has been enjoyable. And it does give us the opportunity to dig in a little bit deeper to team rotations and things like that on the two game slates uh, makes it a little bit more entertaining to talk about, but we're going to walk through it using the lineup generator for DraftKings and FanDuel as we always do. First, make sure that you like the video on YouTube or Twitter, wherever you happen to be watching it. If you are watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell so you get an alert when our shows go live. We are going to start on the DraftKings side. And the first option that you have here is what types of lineups you want to be presented with all lineups, chalky lineups, balanced or contrarian. For this video, I'm going to choose contrarian, but it depends what type of contest that you're playing. Down here, we have a reminder of how you should view that. The next option that you have is the ability to lock a player in. I don't recommend doing this if you are creating a lot of lineups, but if you're playing one or you know a couple of lineups, locking in somebody you know you want will save you time. Every lineup that you're presented with will have that player. I'm going to skip that for this video. And then we get to the next screen where we start getting our lineups. Now, if you're not familiar with the lineup generator tool, what it does is it, use, it uses our player projections, ownership projections, and simulation models on the back end, runs through all of that, and then presents you with lineups that we project to be profitable over the long run. You then have the ability to customize those lineups if you would like to, or you can just save and enter the lineup that you're presented with. If you like the lineup, you save it. If you dislike it, you can discard it and then just see another lineup that we also uh, expect to be profitable. So essentially, it's utilizing all of our data on the back end and then presenting you with the final product. Now you can see here at the top, uh, you can see how much salary the lineup uses, the projected fantasy points, projected ownership, all of that same information for each individual player. And then down here at the bottom, there are sliding scales that show you how the lineup stacks up against the alternatives, both in terms of projection and ownership. That's useful because a fantasy point projection by itself, an ownership projection by itself, essentially means nothing. It's all about how it compares to your alternatives. So we can see this particular lineup projects really well and also is contrarian. Looks like a very, very good lineup. So we're going to save it. And for this video, I'm going to save the first 20 that we see. But if you're using this tool on your own, I would certainly use a little bit more discretion. One other thing you can do here is in addition to all of the information displayed for the players, you see these arrows over here on the right-hand side. That's going to allow you to quickly swap out the player if you don't like them. You can get to someone that you like more. So for example, in this lineup, Say that you're really happy with the way the lineup looks, but maybe you don't want five Lakers, and so you want to swap D'Angelo Russell to a different point guard. You just click the arrows over here on the right. It's going to show you all of the point guards. Now, we know D'Angelo Russell is $6,700, so we need to scroll down, and we can just swap him to, say, Eric Gordon if you wanted to. Um, you can also, of course, swap more than one player, so you could swap Russell down to quickly, have $1,400 left over, and then improve say Cam Reddish uh, is, you know, another way that you could utilize this uh, Reddish up to Eric Gordon, for example, while you move Russell down the quickly, uh, and then you've eliminated the five Laker problem. Not that it's actually a problem, but, you know, hypothetically saying you didn't want five Lakers. So the arrows over here do give you the ability to customize these lineups very quickly and efficiently. Um, so I'm going to finish saving my 20. And then we're going to go to the next screen where on the left-hand side, you have the lineups that you selected. But over here on the right-hand side, you can quickly see your player exposures. Of course, as you're choosing your lineups, it's very difficult to uh, manually keep track in your head of how much you're getting to different players. So here you can quickly see that. 
Uh, we have Hartenstein at the top, 65%, $4,300. There's not a ton of value on this slate because of there only being two games and also because of it being the in-season tournament. We are expecting heavier minutes for the main rotation pieces and as a result, fewer minutes for your cheap guys. But Hartenstein should be getting the backup center minutes behind Mitchell Robinson. Chris Middleton played 27 minutes two games ago, 25 last game. He's coming in at 6K. Wouldn't be surprising if we see him kind of push that minutes limit again tonight. LeBron, Reddish, Vanderbilt all showing up from the Lakers, 50 to 55%. Malik Beasley, Torian Prince, Yusuf Nurkic, and Mitchell Robinson all coming in at 45%, followed by three more Knicks with Brunson, Quickly, and Hart all at 35%. Now, I showed you how you can customize your lineups using the arrows in an individual lineup. Let's say you get to this screen and you didn't realize that you had 65% Hartenstein. You only want 50%. So, you need, you need to get rid of three of your 20 lineups. If you click his name, it's going to highlight it in yellow. And then over here, it's going to bring all of your Hartenstein lineups to the top. You can then go through, figure out which ones you like the least, and get rid of them either by just using the arrows to swap out Hartenstein to someone else, or simply clicking discard on the three lineups that you like the least. And then going down here to get more lineups, it will take you back to the previous screen, and you can save three non-Hartenstein lineups and that will have lowered your exposures to Hartenstein. So it's a very efficient, easy way to adjust your exposures once you save the lineups that you like. Now, of course, you'll want to keep paying attention to this after you do that. We got Hartenstein down to 50%, but as a result of cutting back a $4,300 player, it's going to push up guys like Vanderbilt. Maybe you start getting a little bit more DiVincenzo, maybe a little bit more Quentin Grimes, uh, who still only at 10%, but uh, cheap guys like that. You know, So you, you kind of can... Keep doing that with players that you're not comfortable with until you do get to a point where you're happy with your exposures across the board. Now, looking at um, an individual lineup here, the ones at the top, uh, 213%, 212% aggregate ownership are pretty interesting because they're not giving up a ton in the way of fantasy projection, but they are relatively low owned. So this one here, we have Jalen Brunson at point guard, 37.5% owned. Definitely like that here. Pretty appealing spot against Milwaukee. Brunson's averaging 37 minutes per game over his last 10. Wouldn't be surprising if we see an extra minute or two in this game. Devin Booker at $10,100, only 11% owned. Pretty interesting if you can get there just because it is Devin Booker in a playoff type game. It's likely that he plays a lot of minutes. He played 37 last time out, so not like we have to worry about any physical limitations on him. Chris Middleton at 6K, 43% owned. Bobby Portis, 5,600, 20% owned. Portis is an interesting tournament play here at modest ownership just because the playing time can be sporadic, but he is a good point per minute guy. And he is the type of player that you conceivably could see get a few extra minutes tonight. You know, the Bucks have generally been giving one of AJ Green or Andre Jackson Jr. around 12 minutes or so off the bench. You could definitely see that cut back a little bit more. Uh, Marshawn Beauchamp is projected to play mid to upper teens. But with this being a game that the Bucks want to win, it's possible that Portis just plays several minutes more than we're expecting. And that volatility does make him appealing at low ownership in tournaments. Hartenstein backing up Mitchell Robinson. We have both of them in this lineup, which on a two-game slate is perfectly fine. 4,300 for Hartenstein, 5,500 for Robinson. We haven't seen the Knicks looking to use Julius Randle at the five much at all. So generally, you're getting around 48 minutes combined from Robinson and Hartenstein, as long as one of them isn't in massive foul trouble. And then we're rounding out the lineup with Austin Reeves and Nas Little. Nas Little is a really, really interesting contrarian play on this slate. Um, for the Suns right now, Eric Gordon is questionable. He missed their last game. Prior to that, you had other guys out for the Suns. So we haven't seen the actual Suns rotation in a while. And as a result, there's a lot of uncertainty around how it's going to look tonight. 
But Nas Little is the type of player that really fits this Phoenix team. Uh, solid wing defender, somebody that, you know, they don't need more scoring. They have Booker. They have Durant. They don't need that type of player. They need these guys that can just step in, solidify, solidify the defense, do the little things. Nas Little can do that. And he missed time at the beginning of the year prior to the team being banged up now. So there's a lot of uncertainty around how much he's going to play at only 4% owned. I like the idea of taking some shots on him at only $3,700. Certainly a chance that he just plays more than most places are projecting him tonight. I uh, really like using him as a contrarian play in lineups like this. Now, we're going to switch over and take a look at FanDuel. Before we do that, if you are looking to use the lineup generator on your own, you can sign up using the link in the description below on YouTube or in the tweet below if you're watching on Twitter. It's $14.95 per week. I highly recommend checking it out. We created it with the single entry, three max, 20 max type player in mind. One of the most difficult things about improving at DFS is finding that balance between the tools that you're going to subscribe to and not spending so much money on tools and data that it puts you in a hole that you're not going to be able to get out of no matter how good the tools are because you're just not playing enough money. So if you're somebody playing the $4.20 yeah, $4 max tournament on DraftKings, you're putting out $80 a night. Our full Sims package is $200 a month. It's a great tool. I highly recommend it to anyone that it makes sense for. But if you're not playing a lot of volume, it's going to be very, very tough for you to make enough money to justify paying for it. So we created this with you in mind, $14.95 per week, a lower price point for you to get access. And yeah, you don't have all of the same input options. You don't have um, quite as much control over the lineups that you're getting as you do with the full Sims package, but you do still have those customization options at the end. You're getting the end result of the full Sims process for a discounted price tag that's going to allow you to hopefully uh, profit more going forward, make you better at DFS, and eventually get to where you're playing higher stake stuff. And it does make sense for you to subscribe to, say, the, the full Sims package. But uh, we wanted to put out a tool at a more favorable price point for the single entry, three max, 20 max players. And this is it, $14.95 per week. Highly recommend checking it out if you haven't already. Now looking at FanDuel, we're going to do the same thing as we did on DraftKings. And I'm going to save our first 20 lineups here. Usually on FanDuel, uh, the players that we get exposure to look a little bit better because the pricing is just softer usually than it is on DraftKings. And here at the top, we have LeBron James. Certainly not going to be upset about getting to him. Torian Prince, only $4,000. He's been playing around 30 minutes per game for the Lakers. Now, the Lakers rotation is also getting muddy. We could certainly see Prince start to lose some minutes, but assuming he's in the starting lineup, he is still going to look like a good value tonight at 4K. It remains to be seen exactly how Rui and Vanderbilt and Christian Wood and Max Christie all fit into this rotation, who gets kicked out of it, etc. But as long as Prince starts, we can still be relatively confident in his playing time at only $4,000. Jalen Bronson at 8,300 looks very good. He's averaged about 37 minutes per game over his last 10. Could certainly see an extra minute or two here. Austin Reeves, 5,900, likely giving you mid to upper 20s off the bench. Hartenstein at only $3,900 also has power forward eligibility, which is really nice. Cameron Payne, 3,800, backing up Lillard. I don't love this one, but he is only 3,800. Then you get to Middleton quickly, Booker. Lopez, Portis, and Hart to round things out. Um, looking at the individual lineups, looks like they mostly project for like 270 to 275 fantasy points. Ownership typically coming in in the 300 to 320% range. Uh, don't see any below 300 in the 20 that I saved, except for a couple here at the top. 
Uh, so we have a 274 fantasy point projection, 291% ownership. Lillard and Payne are our point guards. Payne pulling 24% ownership. Again, I think it's just the fact that he's almost min salary. He's likely to play around 16 minutes or so. You're not expecting him to single-handedly win you a slate, but he does open stuff up for you. Austin Reeves and Dante DiVincenzo are your shooting guards. LeBron James and RJ Barrett coming in at small forward. RJ Barrett, only 5,700. His playing time has been volatile lately. Uh, he is frequently not closing games. You're seeing Josh Hart close often. We've seen Dante DiVincenzo close the last couple for the Knicks as well. But the nice thing is if Barrett's playing well, he is likely to be out there. So kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy with him, which is always nice in tournaments. Anthony Davis, 11-4, 25% owned. And then Hartenstein and Robinson, I mentioned it on the DraftKings side. I have no issue playing them together, even less so here on FanDuel, where you can roster Hartenstein at power forward, and he's only 3,900. So that's all I have for you in today's video. Thank you for checking it out. Don't forget to sign up using the link below. Take advantage of the lineup generator. Make yourself better at DFS. Good luck with your lineups tonight. Enjoy tonight's games, and I'll see you back here again tomorrow.